Welcome Ajay to the podcast called Musings of an Entrepreneur. We'll talk about all things entrepreneurial, the tribulations of an entrepreneur, talk about all kinds of things. What's your thought for the day today from an entrepreneurial yes, perspective? Yes. I had one this morning and I uh, shared with my family today. The first thought that I have is always pure thought. There's a serenity and clarity that I feel and it has been happening for a long time. But today I sort of crystallized this uh, in words and message. And what was happening was you wake up and it almost as if it just pops in your head what you should do today. And in that moment for that a minute or so, you have utter clarity. There's no ambiguity. It's not like you're doubting, is this the best thing to do? Or there's another option to take today. And I think there is a beautiful degradation in commitment and quality of thoughts uh, as the day progresses. And towards the end of the day, you're like, you're not sure about anything. And I feel when we transition from dream world to the waking world, you have access to the river of consciousness. So perceptible, so real for me. So I shared that with my sister. She's like, it happens to me too. She's an early riser. You are an early riser too. Do you feel that way, uh, Narayan, about the morning thoughts? Really interesting point. Mornings are when I do the best work, but I think that probably is because of that clarity of thought or living in the present or whatever the right, insert your favorite gen code there. I feel the same way. Whereas my partner is a complete uh, night off. She'll have a <laughs> different answer, I'm sure. But when you have a moment of being present and then you have the thought clarity, that's when yeah. you're sort of unfettered. I, in fact, I think there is, there might actually be a lot more to these experiences that are obvious. And I think I'm constantly looking for the reasons for the various thoughts that we have during the day and how tangibly, if you pay attention to your own thoughts, you can bucket them in different categories on the basis of if it is a full body thought or it is like a thought that is just ephemeral and transactional. A full body thought in my view is the one there is no place for argument in your own mind it happens to you and you are ready to go it's like almost in a robotic form Mm -hmm. it's like experiencing them in itself is such a joy irrespective of what it leads into just having that sense of serenity oneness with the inspiration that you just had is a marvelous feeling and then i feel like there got to be some river of consciousness there has to be something that we accidentally touch into it must exist otherwise it makes no sense it's the same mind same consciousness having two different feeling towards your own thought tying it back to say your your journey and and many many others journey as well right in the the world of entrepreneurship has entrepreneurship sort of accentuated and and emphasized some of these practices have they made it more frequent absolutely i i think for all the pain uh, it has i think these are the gains of that extreme situations bring you closer to what makes you you and if it was not for the dreaded nature of this exercise very hard to pay attention to my own thoughts there was no reason for it i could have lived my life in many ways and very few would have forced me into um, 
thinking and recognizing my own thoughts this closely. So 100%, if it was not for this, I would not have time to pay attention to this either. And it would not be that important. Other thing is, all of these things are so practical in this journey. Something that feels like philosophy and things you read in books or talk with your friends over Friday night dinner. For an entrepreneur, bootstrapped entrepreneurs, in this kind of setup, it's really high voltage, high friction, very chaotic. They have been my pillar. If it was not for this, I would lose my mind. And for me, it's all practical. These are the tools that ground my thought process. I would not function a day in, in this chaotic setup if your mind is not being guided by these forces. And we have often talked about stripped naked when you become this bootstrapped entrepreneur. There's no identity tied to you, whether it's insert your famous big tech company here or even a startup or, or yeah. something else. If you're you're sort of starting your journey, you're stripped naked. You mentioned practicality. Uh, maybe one uh, one example of how some of these exercises, yeah. thoughts have helped you in sort of dealing with being naked. Yeah. You also mentioned identity that ties into all of this. One of the biggest problems that I always faced when I have to solve a problem more than its intensity and the complexity of the problem, the thought that interfered with the process was, am I solving the problem in the right way? It seems a very genuine question to ask. It is a proxy for how relevant I'm going to be at the end of the exercise to outside people. That is actually what you are asking because it takes your focus away from genuinely caring about the problem and solving it and constantly thinking the end outcome. And it forces choices on you that are suboptimal. I can give you an example. You can pick an architecture for a particular solution that is popular, right? Why do you do that? Only because, you know, even if it does not work out at the end, when I go out and tell people, they'll understand that I have solved it with the hippest technology today. It's it's an actual thought. It's an actual process. Getting rid of it is perhaps one of the hardest thing I had to do, where the relevance, the dedication to the problem and solving it in a way that is the best way I can think of without these other vectors is highly destabilizing. Interesting. That's at one practical place where you can see you are naked in the sense that there is nothing but all inside out process. You do not have a room to think what's your relevance today and what will be, whether you'll be relevant tomorrow. And in the end, you lose any need for relevance. That's the naked part, which is you go to the core and you connect better with your inspiration. I think that also goes to consciousness. What is left then? Like, what is the input to the system if these things don't influence you? When you strip yourself naked like this, noise goes away and the faint voice of inspiration that was always there, signal to noise ratio. Since noise goes down, that signal is always faint. Mm -hmm. But then SNR goes up. You start hearing more of the things that was always there, but now not sort of drowned out by the pulse that you experience on your daily life. As you were talking about this, I think two things came about decreasing the noise outside and actually trying to see inward and really sort of focusing in on two questions. One, which is popularized by Ramana Maharishi, which is, who am I? But in this case, what is the problem that I'm trying to solve versus, hey, how do I present the problem solving to an external audience for whatever reason, right? It could be the solution for a customer, it could be pitch deck for an investor. 
but really am i solving the problem at its core as you said it can be very destabilizing because now you're sort of dropping all the external pieces and saying hey i'm going to look inwards am i solving the problem at its core and who am i who is solving that problem which can be very very interesting and frightening at the same time because you constantly pulled out yeah it can be exhausting identity does provide baseline support for our existence because the meaning the question of meaning is so it's an essential ingredient of daily life when we say i don't feel like doing it i think in some way it goes into a function that has identity as a big factor in it and we say what is the projection of being this doing this work on my own identity and if that has no mass if identity does not exist there's no lazy projection which can quickly give you an answer yeah. so then you're forced to evaluate each one on its own exhausting it's mentally very exhausting <laughs> no, absolutely yeah you mentioned a couple of topics that are good segues i think one is coming up with a solution which uses all the hip technologies large language models and chat gpt and bard from google now this again i was thinking this morning about how it is extremely useful for tons of tasks today that we do it in a very hardwired way i can give you one, one example when we name rooms to save for our application mm -hmm. uh, we always put some uh, emoji and icons to add variability and because variability is good for mind for users mm -hmm. and it, it's tough how many uh, emojis can you add right there's only limited number of it and i was actually thinking we can train a language model that can create bedroom names funny nice bedroom names that will go with each thumbnail that shows up and that can be infinite that model would not stop because it is leveraging the entire language model and so this is one concrete example of where it can be very useful i actually think all of the prompting and the ui would go away and it would be natural language people would say do this in our case paint the left wall with this color and you should just do it Right now, we spend so much time developing all of the UI UX when it actually just translates into a bunch of method calls, which never visible to the user, right? So why do they have to click on a button? Why can't they say what they want and the software does it? That's the good place where I feel it's hyped and it was even, I was very excited about it, very failing, where people are promoting it as a total replacement for human creativity. I think that will be a total dud in the same way ADAS hasn't delivered. Mm -hmm. There's no autonomous car. Elon looked like a fool. I still think that part is not going to happen because at the end of the day, it's just pure interpolation. It's a good model and modeling. I, you can sample a Gaussian uh, distribution a million times. Uh, the same way, as I said, LLM models can keep giving you new things. But that does not mean we don't know what Gaussian distribution is. It will not deliver on creativity promise, but it certainly has already changed the world and it will continue to be part of the new software that comes out. And maybe we'll end with this. We chatted a little bit about identity. I mean, with all the layoffs that are happening across big tech, it is a shakeup in many of the folks' identity as it's tied to the workplace or the work or the employer. Is this an opportunity curse or a boon? I actually think, I mean, in the short run, it is a devastating thing. It has taken me four years to get to any sense of stability, and I don't think I'm stable on this 
at all. And I, I cannot wish this experience on other people because it is exhausting mentally and it is also forced on them. But I also know these are all some of the smartest people on the planet and many of them will rise to the occasion and will realize that there is a general sense of propaganda that goes around where free food and foosball and all of this takes priority and people sort of discussing passionately about work-life balance, but not in a way that speaks to any particular problem, but as a general zeitgeist. One should value, see each thing as, as an important thing. Work is important. Life is important. But these companies aren't offering some miraculous cure to human existence. And they are just an organization that has an objective. And when you're meeting them well, the pain is hidden from you. But when uh, it's not going well, suddenly all caring Google, not so caring anymore. And at least for the next five years, people were not going to buy into this superfluous things. And they really pay attention to what problem are we solving? Is it the right one? And I want to solve it. I want to dedicate 30 hours to it versus this. And they'll have those choices. This is also a new economy, Ryan. Like I don't think it is like 10 years ago. So much stack is out there. There's so much technology live outside of these companies. So I actually think many of the people will actually take this forced situation and convert this into a next big thing. Many people have so many awesome ideas they have been working on. And this actually, you might see like 100 new awesome companies come out of this. That is a good side of this. But that is not to say it's not painful. Extremely. Yeah. Awesome. We'll do this every week, you know, ramblings of an entrepreneur around <laughs> philosophy and entrepreneurship. I, uh, I like it. It went from musings to ramblings. I like right. it. <laughs> we'll interchangeably use it depending <laughs> on the topic of the day, how the conversation goes. <laughs> but the idea is to have a free flowing conversation Absolutely. about philosophy, entrepreneurship, and, and the Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll, we'll switch roles next time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Questions. yeah.